I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, today I thought that I would just talk about lessons that I learned from working with the Amish. So this past weekend, my kids had an extended weekend. And so our family took a little mini vacation down to Shipshawana, Indiana. Now, if you don't know what Shipshawana is, um, northern it's in northern Indiana, basically right across the, the Michigan-Indiana border. In fact, they call it Michiana, which I don't understand why they do that. It's Indiana or it's Michigan, but they, they don't see it that way, I guess. So um, I have relatives down there. Uh, my grandparents both lived down there. And so I, so uh, rather than I, but we went down there and we got a hotel for a couple nights and just hung out. My cousin has a, a tackle store down there. And so we, he, there was this outdoor expo or whatever with a lot of hunting and fishing stuff. And so he had a booth there. His business had a booth there. So we stopped in there and, and saw him for a little bit and it was just a lot of fun, but it got me thinking today as I was just thinking about what I was going to do an episode on today is the lessons that I've learned from working with the Amish because my grandfather grew up Amish and I spent a few years myself working with Amish people in kind of a manufacturing setting. And so I've had opportunity to talk with Amish people, to work alongside Amish people, and to really get to know kind of their work ethic and how they operate. And so I thought today's episode would just be a really good one because a lot of people, they, they view the Amish as like this, this really high lofty ideal of, you know, something that would be really cool. You know, they, they view it as I, idealistic, the Amish lifestyle where you, you shun all electricity and all the modern conveniences of the world. And you just, that that's supposed to make you happy. And that's not the case. That's not why Amish people are happy. And in some instances, Amish people aren't happy at all. Uh, but for the most part, Amish people are fairly happy and content. And the reason is because they work hard and because they have a community of people that works hard alongside them. And so with all that being said, I want to just talk a little bit about some of the lessons that I learned working with the Amish. So I worked at a place called Michigan Dutch Barns. We built mini sheds. So when I started there, I started working there when I was 14 years old, 13 or 14 years old. And I started working one day a week and it was an apprenticeship program. And at that time there were no Amish people working there. So I worked there for about, oh, maybe five, six years before Amish people, before they started hiring some Amish folks. 
And so I had already known the how to do this stuff and things like that. But when the Amish came in, they brought a whole new level of speed and efficiency to the business that we had not seen before. And here's the thing. A lot of people think that Amish people don't use power tools. They don't use any of that stuff. And that's not true. For some of you that don't know about Amish people, okay, they, in most Amish communities, as long as they don't own it, they can use it. Okay, so cell phones, as long as they don't own it or don't bring it into the house, they can use it. The Amish guys that worked with me had cell phones for the job. We had some independent contractors that were Amish that worked for for the business that I worked for. They had cell phones. They had to communicate, but they could not own the cell phone and it could not go in the house. So that's, that's just the first step. And then there's power tools and air tools, which normally they would not use at home, but some Amish communities do allow power tools. They allow battery power tools. And so some, some Amish people have DeWalt power tools or Ryobi or whatever. Most of it's DeWalt. I think they, they, they go with quality. Amish people do go with quality. And so the the lesson first off that I learned here was just the speed of work. The Amish people rarely stand around doing nothing. They always have some sort of thing that they're doing. And so when it comes to, if, if you go on YouTube and you look up Amish barn raising, I have been to an Amish barn raising. In fact, they built the building at where I worked after it burned down. So they rebuilt it. The Amish community came out in droves. I mean, there was like 100, 150 of them who came out and worked on the building for two days and it was up. And the reason and, and how they can do it so quickly and so efficiently is because they have a set order in the way they do things. So they have the old men who can't, who can't really do the work anymore, but they, they still are able to do something. The old men run the saws. So they will run the saws and they will also call out what they need and they will, they will get back the measurements for, for for the cuts that they need. And so the young guys are the ones that are doing all the building. The young, the young guys from 15 to 50, those guys are working on the building even more than older than 50. It's basically anyone who is physically able goes and does the physical work. Everyone else has their job to do where they, they call out measurements and what they need and they come back with measurements and they cut the wood and then they they toss it to wherever it needs to go they have runners that are running the lumber from the cut man to the people that are building the building they are so efficient that's why they are can 
do so well. And not only that, there is a large number of them and they work so well together and communicate so well together. It is a, it is a sight to see these Amish people, a group of a hundred men coming together and working together and just slapping a building together so fast. So when we were building mini barns, I was the cut guy. So we set it up where I had bins that I had to fill with all the different cuts because it was all measured. We already knew what needed to happen. So I was the cut guy. I would fill the bins. They didn't have to call out any measurements usually. If a bin was empty and I didn't notice, they would holler over at me. But they would just go. There was three of them. There was only three of them that I worked with. That's all we had. That's all we needed. And they would just, I would build the floor. So I was the cut guy and I would build the floors. And then they would take it from there. We'd move it around a corner. They would take it from there. And each man had their job. And they just did it like clockwork. And it was very interesting to see. Now, I couldn't just stand there and watch them. But you could get a sense of they are moving and they they each one of them knew each other's job so if one was you know caught up on some some issue on one part the other guy would jump in and do that other man's part there was no hierarchy of well that's your job that's not my job that that's your thing to do that's not mine as you would see in like a union factory No, I can't do that. That's his job. That's his job. I can't do that job. He's going to get mad at me and the union will get mad at me because I can't do his job. There's none of that. That's why they are are so efficient. They know each other's jobs and they do it. How How does that work with lawn care? If you've got a crew, you need to know everyone's job. There is no hierarchy of job here. All right. When I go out with my son, all right, Marcus, and we work together, I am not above blowing off or trimming or edging. I am not above anything. It is it is my job to run the show. It's also my job and his job to see and look for things that have not been done yet and to instead of waiting for someone to say something, you jump in and you do it. You don't wait. You don't wait. Oh no, that's not my job. That's his job. No, you move at the speed of cooperation. And that is how you get these jobs done. So that that's one, one aspect, the teamwork of the Amish people that I've worked with is, is unreal. They just, they understand the the big picture and they also understand their individual jobs and they understand that if they don't work together everything will slow down if it's only that one guy's job to do this one thing and nobody else can jump in and do that this is going to go slow so they they understand that they got to work together to get it done another thing something my grandfather told me when, when I was younger, at 14, 15 years old, 
he a story that he told was when they would go out and shuck corn they would have to they would have corn shucking parties in the Amish community and what they would do usually it was the young men that would shuck corn but the young ladies would help out too but the young men the way they would do this is they would go and the first thing they would do it didn't matter what time of year it was he said they would take off their coat because the the cooler you are, the harder you have to work to stay warm. So he would take off they would take off their coats and they would work as hard as they could so they would stay warm. This is another thing that I learned. Now I'm not going out in the wintertime without a coat. Let's not be stupid. But in the fall, if it was a nice crisp morning, he would take off his coat. And that's what I do in my business. If it's a nice crisp morning and I ha- it's my first lawn, I haven't started working yet, I take off my coat so that I'm nice and cool so I have to work hard to warm my body up. Now that seems like a simple thing or whatever, but it's true. It works. Another thing that you have to think about is that the Amish people, they don't take breaks. The only break that they take is lunch and they take enough time that they need to eat. And that was it. They wouldn't take, you know, an hour lunch or whatever. No. And it didn't matter if the the business owner said, Hey, the state says we have to take a half hour lunch. It didn't matter to them. They didn't take 15 minute breaks. They didn't take any of that stuff. We would get to work at 7 a.m. We would work till noon. Then we would take a 30 minute lunch and then we would work till five. That's the way they did it. And it, it, they produced so much. And the thing is, the reason we did that is because the Amish, when they came in, they wanted to be on peace rate. What peace rate is, is you for, for in my situation with the mini barns, we got paid based on how many sheds we put out. So if we put out three sheds in one day, we're getting a good paycheck at the end of the week. Or if we put out 10 sheds that week, we got a good paycheck. There were weeks when I would come home with $2,000 in my pocket. $2,000 for one week of work as an employee because we worked hard and we, we produced and we had it set up. We had our shop set up so that everything was as efficient as we could get it. We would, the, these Amish guys, man, they just thought outside the box. You would be surprised at how much the Amish know about mechanization and streamlining work. They know a ton because part, part of it is some of them were dairy farmers. And so they had to streamline the work so they get it done. Another thing was that a lot of them put up hay and they use the hard method. So they're not using tractors. They're using, they're using horses and they had to learn how to streamline so that they could get things done as fast as possible. 
So while you got, while we might see that the Amish are out there working really hard with their horses, what we don't necessarily pay attention to is how streamlined things are for them because they have to be efficient to speed up the process to get the work done. So I'm telling you, it was amazing. I wish you guys could see it. I wish I wish there was a way that you could see how the Amish work together to get projects done. It is it is amazing. Now, one drawback is that sometimes when Amish are on peace rate, they don't pay as close attention to quality. And that was one drawback. So that's a, a negative lesson that I learned from the Amish is that they didn't always pay the closest attention to quality because they were focused on the money. Now, for me in lawn care, I want to be as efficient as possible, but I also want to make as much money and I also want to do a quality job. So for me, I cannot sacrifice quality for speed. So that's a, a negative lesson that I learned from the Amish is that sometimes they would sacrifice quality of workmanship for speed. And so that's something that I learned that we can't, I cannot, I cannot sacrifice quality of work for speed of work. I can't do that. So those are just some of the lessons that I learned from the Amish. And yes, they, they have other lessons, um, just for life, you know, like slow down, right? They're driving the horse and buggy and it's a slower pace. I looked up how, how fast a horse and buggy usually go. And it's usually around 10 miles an hour is the top speed. And they live a slower paced life. That is true when they're at home. They don't have all the electronic distractions. They don't have all that stuff. And so they do live a slower pace of life when they're at home. But when, it, when they're at work, they know how to work and they know how to produce. And that is something that it was a huge lesson for me is that you have to figure out the best way to mechanize your business even not even though we're not in manufacturing we're in service business you still have to learn how to mechanize as much as possible so that you can be as efficient as possible with your time so you get the most done and with with that some some things that you would think of is the least amount of windshield time that's like, if you were thinking of a manufacturing setting, that's like trying to cut down on as many footsteps as possible between two points, right? So the footsteps between grabbing a piece of lumber and putting it into the building, you want that as few as possible. And it's the same thing with windshield time. You want the least amount of windshield time between lawns as possible so that you can be the most efficient and get the most lawns done. And that's just part of learning the business. And so a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, are fairly new in business. And maybe you haven't even thought about the windshield time. I've talked to people who are willing to drive 30 minutes for one lawn. They're willing to drive 30 minutes one way for a lawn. 
And you just cannot do that and be profitable. And so you have to think about these things as a new business owner. There are so many more things to think about than just cutting grass. You have to think about the efficiency of your mower. How efficient is your mower? How often do you have to double cut? How often are you double cutting a lawn? How, how powerful is your edger? You really should get an edger if you don't have an edger. Even though maybe you use a string trimmer to be more efficient, sometimes that can be the most efficient way, but it may not be the highest quality product and it may not be the, the highest, efficient way, highest efficiency way for an employee to, to edge, right? It might be faster for an employee to use an edger because it's kind of dummy proof. You don't have to worry about making that edge too wide. You just lay that blade in there and go. And so you, you have to think about those things. It's quality plus efficiency. So for you have to think about how powerful that edger is. You want to go very powerful so that you're not slowed down in efficiency by by bogging that motor down and slowing down your walking pace. Your walking pace. I got to tell you, the Amish walk fast. They walk fast. They're not just dawdling here and there. When they are going somewhere, they walk like they're going somewhere. Uh, my grand, my grandfather would always say, or maybe it wasn't my grandfather. Somebody, somebody told me this. I think it was him. He, he would always say, walk like you got a purpose. Walk as if you got a purpose. Don't just dawdle from your trailer to the yard to edge and trim and mow. Walk as if you've got somewhere you've got to be. And it, some, some people think that's funny. I don't think that's funny at all. When I worked in the hospital, I walked as if I had a purpose. I walked fast so that I could cut down my time between each stop. And it's the same thing with mowing a lawn. That adds into that time efficiency. You have to be efficient with your time when you are working on lawns. It's just so important. So guys, I know I kind of repeated myself a little bit here in this episode, but I wanted to bring this out just because I, I thought about it as I was sitting at my dining room table this morning. What, what were some of the lessons that I learned from the Amish? And that was really it. And you know what? They would take time at lunch. They would just sit around and talk. They weren't on phones. They weren't on their phones or anything. They would just sit around and have conversation and they would laugh and they would joke and they would just have a good time. And that was their time away from work. And that was their time to, to communicate. Now, sometimes they would have conversations while they were working, but they were always working when they were working. And that's, that's the whole point. Like you have to prioritize what you're doing. And I know it seems simplistic. I know that it, it's, it should be like, duh, I know that, but do you really, do you really do it? That's the thing. You have to keep it in the front of your mind. 
And that's why I think if, if, the, if I was going to have employees, I would want to do piece rate because as, as, uh, Mike Andes says, he doesn't call it piece rate. He calls it P for P pay for performance. And it's the same thing where you get paid based on your performance and how much work you get done. And I think that is a key to having high quality work at a fast pace. It, it drives innovation. The Amish guys that I worked with were always trying to find new ways to make the job go faster. Whether it was building a cart where they could have all their tools on it, all the air tools on it, ready to be plugged in so they could just grab it and go. Whether it was having a cart with all the trim on it so that they could trim out a building very quickly. They made, for for shingling, they made shingle carts where it was a raised platform that we would stand on. Before that, we had tripods that we set would set up. It took forever to set up a shingle to shingle, we would set up these tripods and then put a two by 12 on the shingles and stand on that. They made shingle carts. You loaded the cart with all the shingles, all the stuff you needed, whether it was, we used staples to, to put on the shingles. So we would have staples and we would have everything we needed on that cart. And all you had to do was just grab and go, grab and go. And just, it, it was so much more efficient. You would climb up on the cart once and you would just shingle the whole roof. And then you would climb down and you'd wheel the cart around to the other side and you would shingle that whole side of the roof. And it made it so much faster. They were always trying to innovate. And that's the thing with any business. You've got to be as innovative as possible. And so my challenge to you is to be like the Amish and try to think outside the box. You would be surprised. They pay attention to a lot of modern technology because they're interested in it. Some of them get magazines where, where they can read about this stuff. Some of them, if they get a chance to watch a te television show, they'll watch that. They read a lot. The Amish read a lot. So they may only have an eighth grade education, but they know more than the average American because they read a lot. They are interested in things and they read about what they're interested in. So that's, that's just two things that I would encourage you to do. First, Think about innovation in your business. How can you innovate? How can you make things go a split second faster? Because all that adds up. And two, read a lot about things that you're interested in, whether it's technology, whether it's um, different ways of thinking. Read, read books by, that were written by Henry Ford or about Henry Ford and how he innovated. Read about in the, the, the huge innovators in our country. Read, read about Elon Musk. Read about Steve Jobs. Read about the innovators 
in manufacturing and apply that or try to apply that to your lawn care business so that you can be the most efficient possible. We're talking have specific places for your tools, have specific places for your mower blades, have specific ways of doing things. And this would be this would be called SOPs or standing standard operating procedures. This is how you mechanize having standard operating procedures so that you can fly through every single lawn. You do them the same way every single time. Read about McDonald's and how they are mechanized, how they created a and streamlined their manufacturing process because that's really what they do in their restaurant it is an assembly line they manufacture food they manufacture hamburgers and french fries and they do it better than anyone now i'm not saying their food is better than anyone i'm saying they do the process better than anyone and that is what you want to get to in your business that's why people like Mike Andes are so, so successful. That's why people like the Lawn Care Millionaire are so successful in business because they have thought about and just had sleepless nights about how to save a split second on a lawn. How can we shave off a split second on the lawn? How can we get this thing dialed in so that every single time we go to a yard, we are getting it done the absolute fastest and best that we can do it. That's my challenge to you guys. Think about this stuff. Read a lot. Turn, put your phone down. Put, put the headphones down. Listen to audiobooks. Read, read, read. Educate yourself. Stop watching TV. Just read. Build your mind. The more you build your mind, the better your business will be because the better business owner you will be. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got some good information out of this. It was fun for me to think back on, on my days in manufacturing and I, I just got to say, guys, I we're heading to Amish country again here before too long. We're going to go down to Ohio, and uh, hopefully I can visit Ventrac while I'm down there. We'll see. But anyway, we're going right to the middle of Amish country. We just love it. We love the peaceful nature of it and just the, the relaxing being out in nature. So thanks for listening, guys, and I will see you in the next episode.